2: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. This is Sports Day. Good evening, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey.
3: Sports Day SA, all thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. Just check them out. Got some great stuff there.
4: And David, you know what with that with uh, spring, summer coming, having some irrigator fix it up for the oh, irrigation yes. over summer. Fantastic. Need all your
3: pipes. I mean, N-
4: yeah, exactly. No leaks. No leaks. No nothing. Save time and water with irrigator. Well done. Finals
3: week this week, Bloody. as yes, we Welcome it you. you. Um, looking forward to it. Thursday night, the first game, Melbourne v. Collingwood. I'm going to start the night up uh, with you. And By the way, we've got Mitch Georgiatis. How good news is that? Four-year yes. contract, <laughs> the young man. He's still recovering from a knee, but... He's only 21 and uh, he is a talent. Uh, it'd be interesting if you asked him um, if the forward pocket or forward, is that where he's confined? I reckon he yeah. could be.
4: Yeah, I think we've talked about that a bit, haven't we? Yeah, where, where you like him play? down, down I like back wing, or even, even a wing. wing. Yeah, down back. And also we're going to talk to Paul Thomas from Central Districts, of course. Had Doggy's that win, first win, win for? Yeah, six years, I think. Six or seven first years. First finals for six, six years. Six years, yeah. So it was good that they got up. And
3: uh, so that Sandfall finals are up and running. Strange without AFL, though, wasn't. I know. Well done, the AFLW. Apparently, eight thousand at Norwood and the showdown there. The Crows won. Yeah, that I one. watched
4: it. Um, yeah, eighteen to four four. So thirty point winners to the Adelaide Crows. Bit better scoring. A bit better. A couple of games weren't. I watched the St Kilda North game for a while. Gee, there was low scores. Some
3: big upsets in the women too, yeah. like um, some massive upsets. What about,
4: sitting on top of the RFLW ladder right now is Geelong with 382%. North oh, that, Melbourne just behind them on 350% In after one game. Wow. St Kilda didn't score, I think, for the first almost three yeah, quarters. Yeah, that,
3: that can't be good. I want to ask you, bloody right off the top of the show, whose camp would you rather be in? You, you can take, you've got access to any of these, probably five sides. I think yeah. probably down to Carlton could win it. I'm not sure anyone else could go from below them. But if you had access, oh. given the health of the list, where they play, where they've finished, which camp do you want to be in?
4: I, this is really healthy, 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 healthy. would be Collingwood, I think. However, I know they're going to have some problems with it. I said at the start of the year, and I think you're on the same page as me, we said Brisbane, Brisbane and Melbourne were the two teams. But you know what? I've I got this, I don't know why, premonition that I reckon Port Adelaide are going to make the grand final. final. I, I, just, I don't know how, only because of that great midfield they've got. Uh, but to
3: do that, surely they'd have to win this week. Yeah, that's... that's it's very hard to oh, come the other way. Yeah, and we all know, who, who's got the more pressure on them
4: on that game that Port Adelaide are going to play on Saturday. Uh, out of Brisbane and Port, Port Adelaide. Probably the pressure's more on Brisbane. Yeah, Saturday night. Being at home, being Six, at home. 6.55. They've lost some finals. They've been in this hunt for the last four years.
3: This is probably their best chance. No, being...
4: Oh, hang on. What about when they had the COVID year up there? They, every, every game was played yeah, up there.
3: I just feel they've got a very healthy squad, t- except for Ashcroft. I think their squad is healthy. Yeah. They've got... Many, many options up for. They've got Payne down back. is a little bit better. The two boys on the half-back flanks too, Wilmot and um, McKenna, are yeah. also playing some good foot. you got Starcevic, You've got Harris-Andrews. So I, I think they're covering most bases. And Port Adelaide have been up and down on the last five or six weeks, they haven't oh. been anywhere near their best.
4: No, but I reckon the last three, they just got some momentum back after winning 13 in a row, as we know, Then they lost four. and they're I back. agree
3: if Port win,
4: oh, I mate, think you're I'd right on the cards. It, it, it opens up a door for them like you wouldn't believe. And like, how many, how many times are we going to say, this is the best young midfield in the country? Now, we know Petrarca and Oliver and Gorn from Melbourne are very, very good players. And obviously, Lockie Neal, Dunkley, those sort of blokes, Oscar McInerney at at Brisbane. And that's probably why the teams that are left have jets in the midfield.
3: Yeah, they'll probably use Berry on. I reckon one, Berry might get Butters or someone, try and keep one of them out. You've got to keep one of them out, Rosie or not so much Horn Francis. So so does does
4: Port Adelaide William Drew sit on Lockie Neal? Well,
3: he can if he's good enough to, I think he did that. Round yep. one, they did a yep. job on Neil, but that was round one. Yep. But finals are finals, and and you're right. Who's a, who's more pressure on? I'd say Brisbane. Yeah. I'd say Brisbane. So I've got to ask you,
4: which camp I'd like to be in? This is probably, this is going back a bit, but because I was a Port Adelaide supporter all those years ago, I'll probably favour Port Adelaide now as as the sort of not a smoky. I wouldn't say they're a smoky, but I if I was a betting man on footy, as you know, I'm not. I, I would actually have a little little bit on Port Adelaide.
3: Yeah. I, I think that they can actually wow, go they're, somewhere. They're the biggest, biggest odds, too. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 degree. Malcolm's fancying Port Adelaide at a, a Collingwood for me. All thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris plate clearance deals are on right now. You can save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS. Plus get a thousand dollar free accessories.
4: Now just to, I just want to mention something here too, Dave. We'll just change tack for a bit. A horse that won at Royal Ascot. We I watched the race by the name of Nature, Nature Strip, yeah, has been retired after winning twenty-one million dollars. This is a sprinter, trained by Chris Waller. I think I read forty four starts, twenty two wins. And nine group ones.
3: Now that was in that's in my um Kia top seven. Oh well that's okay, so, you can still use it. But well, yeah. what a horse and, and the reason they retired it. Didn't have the acceleration, got beaten when it was in a pretty good position, got beaten, and um given us a lot of joy, hasn't it? You when oh, you look at Winks oh, and Nature Strip, back, there's black a couple caviar. of black caviar, there's a few others that have been around now, there. Yeah,
4: and just talking for all those, as I said, I didn't have a bet on the weekend, but uh also Mr. Brightside. Now Mr. Brightside won the Memzies, the group won over fourteen hundred. It has now won nine million, nine million. And trained by the Hayes family that I used to race with, the, the three boys are there now. Will, who played football at the so that's Western David
3: Hayes lads. Yes, so, it is. The and Colin three. Hayes, David, and yeah. The, yeah, played foot against David Hayes. So.
4: Yeah, so that, that that was a so it was a really what what I'm there saying there is that the spring racing carnival is up and running, and I think it's one of the great times of the year. I, you know, and as I said, I don't have to have a bet. I just love watching those animals mm. run, and they run so honestly. So many of them.
3: How important is pressure and which team do you think um, exerts the most pressure out of these top four or five sides? Yeah, it's always you know that pressure gauge
4: they have, and they, everyone yeah. quotes it now. How do they
3: work? How they work that out? You watch well, in a game footy, it's 230,
4: 220. Yeah, well, there's people in the back. Don't forget, there's a lot of people in the background doing all those stats, so
3: they look for something. You saw eighteen in the coaching box once. Didn't yeah, you? all yeah, all that scratching yet?
4: Yeah, all that. But I look. Pressure is it? Is it the goal kicking? You know, we talk about goal kicking being pressurised. Is it when you pick the ball up, do you fumble? So is that a pressure act? If you don't fumble, all of a sudden the game flies open. So you don't need as many pressure acts if you don't fumble as much. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I, you need to... Who I, plays I, the most manic football out of the four? Oh, Collingwood. Right. So if they get that right, it's oh, hard to stop, isn't it? It is. It is hard to stop. But they need some players back with that. And that's why I think...
3: Darcy Moore's back. The only yeah. one they're going to really
4: miss is Nick Dakos. Yeah, well, I reckon... Why don't we, uh, his brother, Josh, uh, had this to say about him at training. I think he was just meant to be jogging, but he picked up to a little sprint. Um, it's also it's so good for him just to,
1: to be out back with the group. Obviously, it's pretty tough being injured um, and you don't feel part of it. But,
4: um, you know, we, we appreciate his support throughout the time and we can't wait to have him back. No, it's would say so, can, what, just on that, do you still think he's a chance to the Browner? We can we can have this discussion in the next few weeks, but I just get the feeling that he's going to get overrun.
3: Either Butters or Bontempelli, okay, will overrun him. Yeah, because his, his three weeks prior to getting hurt weren't good either. No, no that's right. They started sitting on him. But I, I reckon that he'll have a run of about eight games where he'll get pretty well best in most of them, threes or twos. Well, now his brother will go too. Well, they know he's had Josh? a good year. Yeah, I, he's a good little player. Oh, outstanding player. Both all Australian. Um... But oh, Nick Dacos, maybe if he played the last... What did he miss? The last three? Three or four. I did look it up. I yeah, did, but I did as I said, his form had tapered off. He started to get tagged. Yeah. And he struggled a bit with the tag. But Bontempelli I know that Bulldogs didn't make the top eight, but uh, uh, I think he deserves one, you know, just for being up there every <laughs> year. And Butters would be a fantastic oh, choice too. Of
4: course too. he would be. I'm just going to ask you something. The With the girls... Uh, Port Adelaide, AFLW team. Yep. Lauren Arnell, uh, I, I think it was just interesting. They've improved Port Adelaide. Now, they didn't win. But I just wanted to listen to this, her disappointment on the loss with the AFL Crows team beating them.
1: Yeah, obviously significant improvement from last year. Um, yeah, still obviously disappointed. You know, you think certainly at half time we'd played some pretty good footy, especially in that second quarter. And I think the third quarter let us down.
3: Yeah, they certainly have improved. They've yeah. got a couple of crows have come yeah. across to Ash, Ash Saint uh, kicked a couple of goals. Here's a text you can text anytime you like Two zero four two seven one five four one double six. Sports Sports SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildy. Hey, boys, bloody. Love hearing you say you still have feeling support. Shows how much we all love our great game. Yeah, well, you, you're just saying you think if they can upset Brisbane, they'll get a home prelim back in. And uh, Cherry Rot made grand final. So uh, looking forward to that too. But uh, you can send texts in any time you like. Uh, also, Port Adelaide have had three weeks of sickness during their losses recently. They did have yeah, a period Yeah, they where did it went have three. Yeah. Do you reckon the, other, the only thing that worries me, and I've said it for the last month, Charlie Dixon probably won't play. Mackenzie, if he does play, be one game in five or six weeks. Lysette, the same. Yeah, but he's from
4: he's played a couple of games back now. It's in the same. sample though, yeah, not AFL. Yeah, uh, uh, you know what? I didn't mind that. When I picked a player from the sample, which happened many times, they can't run any faster or any harder than they do. So, I long as you see him getting across the ground and really being competitive, he can't help who he's playing. And, what you know, it, all you can do is what you do. So, I never worried about that, providing they got back into a bit of form. Yeah,
3: I, I think full back, full forward, Ruck, and then Marshall also missed a bit of a mystery illness or whatever he had last time. So... Port need all hands on deck. They need them all fit. Oh, look, I, it
4: is it is a task. There's no doubt about it. Playing Brisbane in Brisbane is one of the hardest things to do. It used to be playing the Eagles in Perth. Yeah. And all of a sudden it became the Easy Beats. But they are in pretty good nick too, Brisbane. There's no doubt about that. But I, just, I don't know. I just got this feeling about, about Port Adelaide.
3: Let's go to the break. Uh, why don't you give me some good oil, bloody thanks to Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. We've got this sitting on there. Desk, you can walk past the Luma Energy uh, Studio and see that. Just beautiful oil just for all your needs. Uh, Cobram State, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in Northern Victoria.
4: Yeah, and also we should mention, we should mention they did finish bottom the West Coast Eagles, but Tim Kelly won their best in fairest. They've counted already. There's going to be a Had lot a of best year. in Ferris. Oh, he was a standout. And Oscar Allen, the young forward, finished second in the count with 53 goals, excuse me. So... I know they had a terrible year, but those two boys can actually hold their head up high.
3: Yeah, Kane Corns had a bit of a crack at it. He said it's got to be one of the worst uh, top 10s in the BNF, but they only won, what, two games. And uh, what, what are you expecting? You're not going to get 10 good players. And t- Someone has to fill out the spots, yeah. whether you get 50 points, oh, and 100 two, points. They, or these two
4: boys were willing for Oh, up. they were.
3: They were outstanding. Yeah. And, and, Oscar Allen oh. to play full forward. Tim Kelly had a very consistent year. Oh, mate, he was their best player by far. So...
4: Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're not going to get a lot of players playing well when you finish that low down, but at least those two boys can hold their head high, as I've mentioned.
3: I think you can too. Now, coming from the show, thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar, we've got Port Adelaide's Mitch Georgiata, central sample coach, Paul Thomas, and our Kia Top 7.
2: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. Back and blight, David Wildey, Sports
3: Day SA. We're live from SEN's SA studio, Lumo SA. One King William Street and powered by Lumo Energy SA. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo today. That's Lumo Energy. Uh, text came through earlier today too, bloody. Not one article read a sandful in the Sunday Mail, but three pages of AFLW. No wonder the sample crowds are down. What's your thoughts? Uh, uh,
4: now I I've got, I get the paper every morning. I'm just trying to think now. I I always cut stories out, you know, mm. just to.
3: You one this morning, and yeah, the advertiser.
4: Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think now. Did I get anything out there? you
3: Go, can't remember. Yeah, that's we'll, a good question. I think the sample gets neglected at times. But let's go to Malcolm. See, he wants to talk sample. Hi, Malcolm.
0: Oh, massively neglected, and that's being polite. Um, in terms of being at Nord on Saturday, eight and a half odd thousand there, and then being at Adelaide Oval yesterday. Sooner they get SNFL finals just at the suburban grounds until the grand final, the better. Um, atmosphere at Nord on Sunday Electric with 8,000 people there, just as it would have been with both their SNFL games yesterday if you'd had a game. You know, the game against Central's and Port at the Ponderosa and the other game at at um, Unley, reckon you've got seven to 8,000 yeah. at both of those yep. games. Yep, And yet they only got seven to 8,000 total at Adelaide Oval. Yeah. It's, it's just Adelaide Oval's just too big. For those numbers. It's a shocking it's atmosphere for the early finals. Oh, terrible. Yeah. I think so, you know, we, we, when Adelaide we, got a gold, we'll, it felt like you were at a Sheffield Shield game.
4: Yeah, oh, there yeah. you go. Malcolm, I must say, uh, there was a debate, you know, Glenelg finished on top, so shouldn't they play yep. their finals at home? I, there, there is yes. a, there's a really good argument for that, isn't it? If They've done all the hard work oh, during absolutely. the year. And I think, yep. you know, the more I think about it, it's, it's great to play at Adelaide. Well, everyone gets that. but But maybe that's the privilege of the grand final.
0: Yeah, and look, I get that the players want to play in Adelaide Oval. I also get that, hang on, if you got through to a grand final against Glenelg or Adelaide and that was the only time you were playing at Adelaide Oval, you're a disadvantage against both those sides. But I'm sorry. Glenelg play um, Adelaide this week at Glenelg. It would be packed. It would be humming. Adelaide Adelaide Oval, it's shocking.
3: Remember, Malcolm, I don't know. You might have been a bit young. Remember, Nord played North at Nord yep, in the early seventies. Yeah, Certainly
0: do. I was there. Worlds. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you mean just yep. a young young boy then? I but, was uh,
0: ten. I can remember Dennis Sachs got a free kick and I didn't think in it, but my mother swore, and I'd never heard my mother <laughs> swear before. <laughs> and I was thinking, "Geez, we must have been done wrong." Yeah. Uh, well, Jeez, no, no
3: make, make make some great points. And bloody like was saying last week at uh, Glenelg, you finished top. I don't mind it. You're not you're not filling out the place into the. You don't even fill out it in the grand final.
4: No, you're not. And I, I just think now, it, 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 I've called it a development league, the sample. Yeah. And once you get that hat on your head, you're fine. Yeah. It's
3: not what it was. We know that. I mean, but it's just still a very good competition. Okay, the Kia Top Seven, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Let's. Take me through your top seven. I've got a few too. I want to throw okay, in. Okay,
4: now this. Okay, number seven, Mitch Marsh, captain of the T20 team, his form and as captain has been outstanding. Three love win over South Africa. Oh, he's been
3: brilliant. Yeah. few Travis Head also last night oh, six sixes, eight fours. Come 91. on, you can't read No, you can't do that. What's well, one
4: of mine? No. Oh, you. This is my number six. Guess what? My number six Travis is Travis Head. Travis Head 91, in ninety one in third game. What's well, number five? Number five. Well, I've mentioned this, but Nature Strip, 21 million, 22 wins, nine group ones. You've you got to put him in there. He is in the top, Kia Top 7. Item number one. Oh, there you go. Retirement of Nature Strip number one. Okay. Number four in the Kia Top 7 for me is Central Districts
3: are on a roll. I get number four. Central's first finals win for a long <laughs> while. We don't And we don't look at each other's no, we notes, don't. do we? Okay. okay.
4: Number three. Now, number three, this is probably a bit lame, but... Adelaide in the Sample. The Adelaide Crows are on a roll. Well, I sort of said,
3: yeah, I've got the start of the AFLW and some big upsets too, uh, particularly Sydney and Richmond um, knocking over their more fancies, fancied opponents. Number two. two.
4: Well, Rashid Khan is coming back for the strikers. But not for the games.
3: No. And I've, Malcolm, oh, I, Rashid... Love him. Do you really care who wins the big bash? Well, I do, yeah. Or do you, yeah. uh, or do you I, go down there later and watch a game? Even when I wasn't living in this, I, 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 I watched doesn't the strikers. Matter.
4: But you play cricket here. They're, they're your team. But
3: the, They are your team. Yeah. But it's not like not like your football team if you make a grand well, final or whatever. I prefer they win. You prefer they win. But you forget who, whether you win or lose the next day because they play two days later. <laughs> but Rashid Khan, is uh, he gets bums on seats, Sunday. Yep. So, you yeah, bring him here. Which okay. Is news?
4: My number one in the Kia top seven, David is the teams that I nominated to play in the grand final at the start of the year, Brisbane and Melbourne, are still in the hunt, but I have got my shoulder, my head is turning on my shoulder, looking at a team called Port Adelaide coming.
3: So your number one is a bit of self-congratulation that it, you... They're still in the hunt. They're still in the hunt, they are. But I, like I said, I, I like... That's your number one. Yeah. Well, what? Well, you, worked it's a your grand way, final. you worked
4: your way into it. Yeah, was... that's right. And Port Adelaide, look at, the, geez, they're coming.
3: I'm My sure. My number they are. two was Mitch Georgiadas, who we'll speak to shortly, signed up for four years when a lot of people felt he'd go home. No, he's not going home. A lot of people felt he would. He might go home to see his parents at Christmas. That's and all. what's happening with Matt Crouch? Ooh. Malcolm Blight's crystal ball. Does he stay does he stay? Does I does hope he go? stays.
4: I hope he stays. Because he's starting to use his legs. We've talked about it many
3: times. His form was great late. Yeah, as I said, I, if I was Matt. I'd take the best deal on offer. So so too would you. No, he's got a family, a young family needs two, three, four years. He won't get him in Adelaide. In fact, two years ago I think he was told you're done.
4: He's Maddie not done. Krauts, you're he done. wasn't done. He's still not done.
3: I still think uh, we talked about Collingwood too, being in the best spot. Whose camp you'd rather be in? For me, it was Collingwood. We're going
2: to take a break on the other side. Mitch Georgeardis. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter... Sports
3: Day SA, Malcolm
2: Blight and David Woody for
3: Tire Power. Power up sale now on Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Well, Point Adelaide announced some great news again today. Oh, we, we thought this one was coming, weren't so sure. But Mitch Georgiadis, 21-year-old, yep. signed a four-year deal. He's, he's on 49 games. Of course, he did that ACL early in April. And uh, very, very exciting uh, player. And he joins us now. Mitch, congratulations. Well done.
1: How are you guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, very excited about the whole situation at the moment.
3: Take us through how it happened we we discuss it obviously the media there was talks you might go home you do an acl and you get a bit homesick uh uh freemantle the west coast eagles um take us through your decision making was it ever close did you ever entertain the thought perhaps i might go home
1: not really it was more just the process itself took a little bit longer due to my knee and there was no real rush and the club was really good about that as well. They they weren't forcing me into um, anything and making any decisions anytime soon. So um, for me, it was all about initially just getting my knee right um, and getting through the initial surgeries and um, first couple of weeks after that. So then post that, it was um, the discussions. We were in constant discussions with the club, um, which was really good and it was more just about getting all the facts on the table and um, seeing where I fit in, um, where the club yeah. sees me in the future, and where I see myself playing the best footy. And after everything we went through, it's uh, yeah, pointed definitely towards Port Adelaide, and I'm very excited that that's the case.
3: I don't know who your closest mates are, but how big a pull did they have? Um, you know, you, you get very close to certain people at a footy club. You you came through with a, a few at you know, the same time as you did. Uh, they get in your ear too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm probably. <laughs> Really close with a lot of the young blokes. Um, probably Butchie is my closest mate down there, and um, we in. In general, uh, the young group's just such a tight, tight knit group, and um, to leave those sort of blokes behind would be pretty challenging. I think they're some of my best mates now, absolutely without doubt. So um, obviously that plays plays a massive role, and even just the youth, the core of the group is so strong and. Um, where we're heading in the next couple of years will be very exciting. So, yeah, I didn't want to miss out on that.
4: Yeah, everything looks good, doesn't it? Now, uh, Mitch, do you have a mentor? I mean, I mean, we know about your father. Is there someone else, your manager? Is there a mate you've got? Who actually would help you through this? You're still a young fella, so you want to weigh it all up. Is there anyone that really got in here and just helped you through this?
1: Well, I think it was just speaking to a lot of different people. Obviously, family, um, the manager was really good, spoke to the coaches and um, Kenny was really great throughout the whole situation as well, just um, having someone to talk to, not necessarily about staying at Port Alley, but just going through all my decisions. And, um, yeah, it was really nice to have that. So um, no one in particular, I would say, is the main person, but it was just really nice to have a, a wide variety of different people to listen to. And um, like I said, people at the club as well, players just to bounce ideas off. So, um, yeah, it was nice.
4: Yeah, now, OK, the, your knee, it's, it's recovering, which is really good. The surgeons are happy we spoke to you earlier, so that's great. Now, I'm, I'm going to bounce something off you. Watching you play for the last three or so years, I had this feeling you could have been a Matthew Richardson-type wingman, you know, tall, good, fit, run, or a centre-half back. Now, I know they keep playing in the forward line, and, and I guess that's the question, is do you have a preference, and have you ever played wing or centre-half back?
1: um yeah we actually had this i saw i had my exit interview today and talking about potentially next year and what that looks like and um obviously they, they still see me as a forward and but potentially in the pre-season just to throw me around a bit just to uh i just think increase some of my i don't know getting myself around the ball a bit more and making more decisions and having ball in hand a bit more which will in, in turn help me playing forward and then also if it opens up other roles as well it's something i'm open to as well so um yeah Definitely, there's no real – I don't have a main position. And if if I, I still want to play four, that's probably my number one. But if whatever the team needs, and if I'm moved around, I'm, I'm definitely happy to do that as well.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm with Malcolm. You've got a big tank, beautiful kick, a uh, field kick. When you look at Ollie Lord and Marshall, Finlayson, Dixon signed on for another year – you often get squeezed there, Mitch, in that, you know, the third man that's the hardest place to play is the forward pocket at times. You've got oh. to get out of the way of the big guys. I, I think you'd be fantastic on a wing, bishop of your marking abilities yeah, exactly. and, and your tank. I mean, yeah. we, we look at um, Bergman coming through from half back onto the wing. He's done some nice things. Sometimes it's nice just for a change.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's another nice thing as well. And hopefully, as the season, sort the preseason goes on, I'll, and I start getting back to playing some footy, it'll open up some options. So it's definitely something I'm open to, and um, yeah, it'd be nice to be around the ball a bit more as well.
4: Yeah, see if we can get that gig. Hey, did you say one of your best mates was? But you said butts. Was that was that Zach Butters? Did I pick that up right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Zach Butters.
4: <laughs> little pest, <laughs> <pretty good>. little <laughs> pest. Letting you know about it. isn't I mean? What you must you, have admired it. You, you must have admired what he's done this year, both him and Connor, obviously, and and, and uh, Jason Horn, Francis. I mean, the, the midfield has been a pleasure to watch, and, and they're right in the hunt for this flag too.
1: Yeah, it's been pretty incredible watching. Obviously, I haven't been a part of it this year, but to watch on the from the sidelines, it almost feels like I'm a fan and following those three in particular has been pretty special and um you've seen i mean we've seen zach do that in pre-season for the last couple of years and to see it actually really come out into into games this year has been um a real testament to to the hard work he's put in so um he's deserving everything he's getting right now
3: i always said if he's six foot four mitch he'd, he'd kill someone if he's big i mean he's <laughs> he's unbelievable how he throws his body and he's not a big guy you know he doesn't have a lot of body weight but boys is are courageous as well as a skill
1: yeah, he's tiny. and He's not very <laughs> strong in the gym, Like He lifts about 70 kilos on the bench press, like oh. absolutely nothing, but will smoke me in a fight. Like, it's just ridiculous. Oh. So we we always wrestle all the time, and he's, he's just got that real Bacchus Marsh dog about him. So, um, yeah, he's, he's a, definitely a courageous little fella. <laughs> Bacchus
4: Marsh dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. I love that. Good term. <laughs> yeah. Can
3: we get back, uh, back to your knee? Because, I mean, it's... It can be a mind game and you, it's not a straight line recovering from a knee with an ACL in particular. Have you, you had your, your moments you think, gee, I'm not progressing in other moments, boy, this is going well?
1: Yeah, it's been a bit of a mind game the first couple of months. Uh, the initial surgery went really well and then post that I came back to Adelaide um, and I had a couple of little issues as well and I ended up actually having another two little quick clean-outs and operations just to to progress a bit further. So during that period it was a bit tough and was trying to see the little wins, but wasn't quite having them as much as I thought I would. Um, but the last couple of months, or the last month in particular, I've sort of made a real good progress. Um, and like I said, hopefully in maybe a week or two, I'll start running, which would be a really nice box to tick going into the off-season.
3: Yeah, is it his jumping knee? I mean, they can get him, doesn't matter, yeah. they can get him back. But which knee was it, the...
1: Uh, no, it's not my jumping knee. So it's my right leg when I use a jump off my leg. Left. Left,
3: so. yeah did you, David? Yeah, did you, when you jump, it. did you have a favourite leg to jump off? Yeah, I think he used to put your my left. Yeah. Yeah, I put. I jump. I mean, you jumped a bit higher than we did, but uh, <laughs> my, I think everyone's got a a favourite position to launch off of one leg. I think. To yeah, really yeah. And, and
4: and one of the things is Mitch, and you'll find this as you get older and play more footy. Some blokes will actually stand that side, so you can't jump. So they will block you on the other side. So that, and it's a little <laughs> trick for you too to see people when they jump. And you can actually learn by watching football. I know you're out and you're going to be out for a bit longer, but don't ever be surprised to learn. And in fact, I was going to ask you, any of the coaches ask for any opinions? Any of the line coaches? or Have you done anything with the players or just some little help now and then?
1: Yeah, I've been doing a bit with the sample side um, and sitting in the box and helping out Jay Spode with the forward line um, and in particular the tolls up there. So that's been a nice little... Um, little thing for me to, to keep my mind switched on in the football aspect. So that's been a real good thing for me in terms of being able to do that. So, um, But I've also been in constant communication with Chad and sitting in all the, the forward line meetings and all the meetings in general and making sure I'm still a part of the group and still learning because, like you said, I'm, I'm not, not out there at the moment, but there's still plenty of room for growth in terms of um, the, the learnings of the game.
3: Yeah, you're, you are a crowd favourite for what you can do with the high marks. And the, and I said you're a beautiful field kick and you were a really good kick for goal early. Then you went through the yips. Take take us through that. Is that more, was that more mental? I mean, you, and often it was when you're only 30 out, when you maybe don't kick through the ball or this or that, it plays on your mind. Take us through that because uh, you are a beautiful kick, but everyone goes, you know, have their times when they, when they miss a few. But uh, how are you going to get out of that or have you got out of it?
1: Yeah, well, hopefully I've got it. I can't <laughs> tell you right now. I haven't kicked the ball for a while. But I'm always thinking this break will be a nice thing um, for my for my set shots in general. Yeah. Like you said, it, it's nine times out of ten, it's mental more than anything else. Like, it, on training day, I don't miss. And, like, even a couple of years ago, I think it was in my second year, so Todd Marshall, I think he went through a little phase as well for about half a season where, like we now, now know, he's one of the best set shots in the comp and you put your life on him. But for a while there, he just couldn't. Oh couldn't kick through and couldn't kick a goal. and um, So I think it's just a mental thing in general. So I just it'll be nice to, to get back and when i am just started kicking again, there's no pressure. It's just let the kicking flow and um, the natural sort of ability to take over. So that'll be good.
4: Yeah. Now, with this time off, I, I know there's a landing leg, but it, how's your left leg going? Can you have some kicks on that? Can you use that leg at all so get better on your left side?
1: early days not really just because of the stability on my right leg um, it's probably not strong enough to hold me kicking through with my left Um, but I'm doing a lot of touch skills and handballing and um, trying to keep that aspect of my game in touch as much as possible. Obviously, it won't be to the level where it was before. But by the time I come back, I'm hoping that it'll be well and truly above because um, I'll have more touches. And yeah. that's my goal at least have more touches than I did before. So
4: yeah, and you should your left hand and right handed handball should nearly be perfect. The amount of times you touch the this ball should be, shouldn't it? I mean, the, there's you don't get better, Mitch, without practising and practising all the time. But but this time off, I've seen a lot of players over the journey, they use it wisely. And I think that's the trick, particularly, you know, you're still a young man, use it wisely.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I've been doing a lot with Sean Bergman, so he's a pretty good master to learn yeah. from. Um, he's pretty silky. <laughs>
3: Now, Mitch, what about property and real estate in Adelaide? Another four years means you're here for a while. You're not bordering with anyone. Have you bought your own house or what's going on there?
1: So currently I live with Ryan Burton, but next year I'll be moving out. Um, And, yeah, now looking in the market to to buy, which will be exciting. Um, So just starting all that process now, obviously got the contract out of the way and um, we can sort of figure that stuff out now.
4: Can you cook? Can you cook anything? Uh, Cook. yeah. I can cook. Pasta. I wouldn't say I'm amazing, <laughs> but I'm getting
1: better. I'm, I'm starting to enjoy doing the long roasts and the, the slow cooking and that sort of stuff, which has been, I mean, I've had plenty of time over the last couple of months to get into that stuff.
3: He's not bad, Mitch. His wife's cooked, bloody, a three-course meal for the last 50 years. And he's <laughs> oh, asking on. you if you can cook. A man that never touches goes into the kitchen. <laughs> hey, um, big game this week, and oh, I know you won't be yeah. part of it, but... Port Adelaide that had that amazing run of 13 wins and they dropped off a little bit as you can and and a couple of wins towards the back end. It's just going to be an interesting oh. time, isn't it? they were in second spot for most of the thing and then Brisbane just get them in the last couple of games. But what a game it's going to be Saturday night.
1: Yeah, it's going to be awesome to watch. Unfortunately, I won't be up there, but watching it on TV, it'll be, it'll be a real spectacle. And like you said, we had a really great run for a period of 13 games and then, dropped off it just shows how close this competition is. Um, that there's anyone that can really win it and we're sure that after our last sort of four or five games, we started to build back up and the stuff at training and the vision we're seeing, we're starting to get back into our, into the right way. So, yeah, hopefully it goes well on Saturday and I'm sure they will.
3: Yeah, the, round one, I mean, Port One, I think about eight or nine goals. Exactly. Incredible start to the year, but yeah. they are tough up there for some reason. The, the Gabba's been their fortress.
1: Yeah, it seems to be that way. We haven't won there for a while now, but I think we played them last year, the start of last year, and we were all, I think we were on top of them until the last quarter and we lost a couple of injuries. So we've definitely got the confidence to beat them up there and to beat them anywhere. Um, it just more comes down to being able to play our footy and um, get at the game on our terms.
4: Yeah, and the other thing is uh, they've had so many wins in a row. They're due for a loss probably, aren't <laughs> I'm sure Ken Hinkley will take that line. I, I, what's Scott Lyce said on say. the weekend uh, in the game. I thought he was pretty good for three-quarters, Scotty Lysette. He looks as though he might be okay again.
1: Yeah, Scotty got through the game uh, really well on the weekend. I, I didn't get to see a whole lot um, of him after, but he seemed to be really well and I think he got through. He looked fit um, and he seemed pretty dominant in the ruck. So, uh, We've definitely got a lot of options now in terms of our ruck with Vicentini, um, Lysette and Hayes. Nice, yeah. um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens.
3: Now, one last one. Mitch, you took the the mark of the year a couple of years ago against the Dockers. Have you taken better marks than that one? Have you, in your short career, whether oh. it be for Port Adelaide or in the juniors? Or you remember one where you just bloody like standing on heads here, but ever stood just, you know, where you think, gee, I'm up high here?
1: Oh, I reckon that was probably one of my better ones. I might have taken a couple of ones in junior level, but I think, yeah, that that would be probably my best one. No, I like the one I took against Geelong later in the year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought I got a nice a nice rise there. And it was on Toddy, Toddy Marshall's head as well, which is uh, nice to find it <laughs> no, out there.
4: Hey, Mitch, as you get older, you'll learn to say, they missed the took, best ones. You know, they, yeah, yeah, they took many more than
3: that. They didn't have the cameras there that day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'll say that next
3: time. Uh, Mitch, congratulations once again, mate. Really good news. Um, we, we love you as a player. Four years is a long while. Means you're probably going to be a port player, certainly for most of your career. And congratulations. Get the knee right. Look forward to you going around again next year.
1: Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate the chat.
3: Well, how's that, Uh, Mitch George? Yarder, four years, and and well done on staying. It'd be very Ah. easy, wouldn't it, to take a big offer from Frio or West Coast and go home? But I think he summed it up pretty well.
4: Most of his mates here now, he's he's come here an eighteen-year-old, and he's spent three or four years with them
3: now. I mean, three or four years, you get to know your teammates pretty well. So and you knock around with them. So, did you make any decisions on having mates in the club? Like you could have left from North Melbourne earlier or come home, or actually
4: twice I could have left, but I didn't.
3: You think about the whole package. Yeah. Interesting, I guess. Uh, Mitch George-Yard as well. Centrals mm. haven't played finals, haven't uh, won a final for a while, and they did yesterday. I was actually over in Melbourne, came back and watching the scores, and it was, uh, ironically, uh, the draw, they played each other the week before. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And depending on who might make yeah. the five. Well, Paul Thomas is the coach, thanks to Toolkit Depot. Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear, a terrific company. Just remember that name, Toolkit Depot. They uh, get the gear and workwear in-store and online. <laughs> Sports Day SA
2: soul. on cruise
1: 1323
3: and 1629 SEN Well, Thomas is a very famous name down at Doggy Land too, of course. Uh, over the years, and uh, to get a win, fantastic, Paul! Congratulations. Uh, thanks very much. Take us through the game. I mean, it is a bit strange, that not you? You play the same team a week before and it mm. came down to a matter of, I know North Adelaide were in the equation as well, who wins by how much and uh, so you got a bit of a preview the week before. Yeah, that's
5: right. Yeah, there's even the equation the week before was that we're ever losers by how much as well. So yeah. uh, for North and, and Centrals, it was like, yeah, you didn't have to win, you just didn't have to lose <laughs> by as much as the other team lost if they did that. So, our whole focus, obviously, was hosting Port Adelaide here at Elizabeth and getting the win so we could consolidate ourselves in the finals, uh, which we did. And then, you know, to finish fourth and leapfrog Port with that win was um, encouraging for us. But then, probably some momentum to go into into yesterday, knowing that yeah. um, you know their team wasn't going to change a great deal, and, and neither was ours. So, um, and it didn't a lot. Um, Scotty Life had just did a little bit more ruck, um, and Tickle replaced Dante Vincentini. Yeah. From the week before, so yeah, it was pretty um, two similar teams that line up, which I imagine happens in the North Broken Hill League with four teams and other places yeah. around. It's a bit of an anomaly here in SA, but that's in the sample. But that, yeah, it was an interesting one that's happened.
3: Most of your boys wouldn't experience finals. I mean, how much of your own, you know, journey do you impart on them and tell them what a finals like and and how to go about it?
5: Yeah, well, we had uh, Kyle Presbury, Justin Hoskin and um, Jared Schiller were the last guys. So that are still here from when the club played in finals in uh, six years ago. Um, well, we had a guest speaker come in. We got Daniel Shelter come in and talk to us on Monday about his perspective from finals. He's got a pretty good record of 23-2 and two in finals, wow. Shelley. So, wow. um, but just more about, I guess, from a forwards' point of view, you can get so focused on the outcome in big games rather than the process and particularly to a forward, you know, it's not necessarily about the goals kicked, although they help win the game. It's about the little things um, that lead up to getting or creating scoring opportunities. So we just took that and sort of then spoke about what did that mean for the backs and what did that mean for the mids, and then just held ourselves accountable to sticking to the process and and hoping and, and uh, planning that the outcome would look after itself.
4: Paul, after the the wonderful era that Central Districts had, and I mean you're very much part of that. Uh, and, and then, the, 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 in of it all, the fall. I mean, you know, you can't. it's almost impossible to stay up there forever. But you've chipped away at this, haven't you, from your coaching point of view? I mean, you're only a young coach still. But you've gradually, gradually put some pieces in with your team, the way they play. So it's a nice little reward for you to give you that, I, I guess, the confidence to keep going, keep doing what you're doing.
5: Yeah, certainly the confidence that you're sort of on the right track. But I had some really good mentors, like playing out here in that time that you mentioned. Um, And then to work at Adelaide under Don Pike and a couple of other guys. So there's just believe in those guys enough that you use their messages and and a bit of your own flavour as well. And um, Yeah, it's been a slow burn. Four games in our first year, four games in our second year, and then to make finals in the third. Um, may have surprised some, but I thought our recruiting over the summer was outstanding. Built heaps of depth around the club. Uh, put on a footy manager in Mark Ross. They just added another resource to the footy department. So um, we probably caught up to a lot of clubs. Um, we had those things in place, um, you know, for a little while now, and we've yeah, sort of around the mark.
3: Yeah, I just I was talking to Bloody before about uh, at Central's when when Port and the Crows came in. Central's just seemed to. Uh, perhaps tread water for a while. Other clubs, you know, thrived. You used to have a lot of your boys go back and play for the doggies, you know, when they didn't have the... I don't know if that's a factor or or there's there's other things to why centrals have been down for, you know, five or six years.
5: Yeah, well, I think the, uh, yeah, the, the zones changed a lot at a period of time when centrals were dominant. So we didn't get a lot of guys drafted um, like other clubs have, um, Glenelg, Eagles, Sturt. And yeah. so we don't get many of those guys back. Um, yep. a lot and that's potentially one thing And if he comes back to your club and he brings a friend and the next year they bring another friend and all of a sudden you've got some handy quality in your in your club so we haven't had that AFL player come back for a long period of time um, Jez McLennan's come back this year um, uh, and Aaron Nichkin came back as well last year, a bit, bit um, interrupted from his knee. So um, we'll hopefully start to see some of those guys bring a friend and bring another friend and, <laughs> um, and build some, you know, build a bit more depth that way. But we're certainly happy with we had a targeted recruiting strategy last year to bring guys like uh, Leighton Chisholm, Jai Larkins, Manny Liddy, guys who are of a certain age, who are around the market league level to be able to come in and provide opportunity for them to play and then just let them play and, and help them navigate their way through. And we've been really pleased with their growth. Gross. And then we had a, a number of guys last year that played 16 or 17 games as 19-year-olds, so Luca Whitlam, And he's just flourished this year you know, at 20 years old. And he'll only get better in the, in the next period of time as well.
4: Yeah, there's no doubt... Um... Getting really good players helps, okay, helps your coaching record. But I yeah, just gonna... certainly made a nine-win
5: season better than a four-win
4: yeah. season. Sure. Yeah, I would... yeah, got to say, yeah, we've all been there. It's just, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> hey, um, I was just going to mention in the uh, Advertiser Team of the Year, uh, there's two things I want to ask you about. It is Jess McLennan was in it and also Harry Grant from, from you guys, yeah. so only the two. When, when, yeah. this is, when this was done, does anyone ring you up and, and – ask you your opinion of your team I just wondered that was all
5: no no state team they do at so the yep. start of the year um, Twig Rawlings uh, you know gives a call and says we've got to on a couple of players what do you think how are they tracking um, so that was sort of a, a collaborative process but no the team of the year I think is a, um independent independent panel of people who are uh, yeah I guess a certain criteria have to play X amount of games in a certain position but um, no, we're really stoked for Jez and, and Harry in particular. Um, had a you know, bit of an up and down year last year with his first ever significant injury he had to deal with. So great reward for those two. But on the collaborative process, no, I don't think the coaches get called. I think we'll probably be a little bit too too biased in our selection, I'd imagine. <laughs> I was going to ask
4: you just quickly, was there anyone else that you thought may, may have got in from your team?
5: Uh, I thought Billy McCormack's year okay. as a leading our uh, rucks has been outstanding. Um, you know, he's, and, and, and to the other rucks in the league as well, they're coming up against you know Scott Lycett of the world. Kieran Strawns are getting full-time mentoring and ruck coaching and the like. Um, I think he's done a lot of heavy lifting for us, and not just for this year, but over his two years with us. Um, but, but, yeah, you couldn't argue with Harry Boyd and, and the other guys that probably made the team of the year.
3: And, Stuart, this week, have you... Yeah shaped up against them this year?
5: Yeah, it's been interesting. We've led them twice uh, in both games at Unley and here at home, but they're up a lead. So we know that our our best footy against them is really good, but we also know that if we give them some opportunity, they're certainly a team that can, can grab hold of that with their experience. And um, it's really for us just being able to withstand and withhold that, but then just play our way. Yeah. for as long as we can, which we hadn't done in the previous two encounters against them.
3: Well, Paul, good luck this week, yeah. and let's hope you can make it two from two. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul Thomas here, coach of Centrals uh, for Beaumont Tiles. They're giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game, worth over $70,000. How's that? Just shopping the store at Beaumont's before November the 12th, and you're in with the chance. Uh, incredible there. We know what America's biggest game is, and uh, $70,000, well,
4: unbelievable there. David, I was going to ask him where he kept his McEary medal from 2004, but he's gone now.
3: I'll, I'll do it next time. You can't ask him all that all the time. Well, I can't ask him because he won one. Yeah, I know. So are you people that didn't win one that yeah, wouldn't well, ask it. Don't ask me where mine is. Mate, that's it for us again. Another big night, too. Oh, really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's George Yardis and Paul Thomas, and I'll see you tomorrow between 6 and 7. Bye for now. Bye, David.
2: didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle, Kia Carnival GUV, Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.